Hello and welcome to Tea and Chat, the British English podcast that you can listen to anytime and anywhere. Hello there, how is your day going? Welcome to the first official episode of the Tea and Chat podcast. On Wednesday, I released the pilot episode to give you guys a bit more information about the podcast. But today, today it is the first official episode of Tea and Chat. And guys, I have to start by saying I realized I made a huge mistake. What is it, you ask? Well, when filming the pilot episode of Tea and Chat, I forgot to make myself a cup of tea. So now this time I am fully prepared. I have just made myself a brew, as we say, and now I'm much more comfortable and cozy. So if you're at home and like tea or have access to tea, you know, I suggest you get yourself a nice hot drink before you start listening to this podcast. Anyways, Let's get into it. As I mentioned, the layout of this will be that the first episode of the week is going to be the hot topic of the month. Now, I said that this is going to be for my Patreon supporters to choose, but as this is the first ever hot topic of the month, I decided to make this just like a simple introduction about me. So for the pilot episode, I kind of talked about what you can expect from the podcast in general, but today I will do kind of an introduction to get to know me a bit better. Some of you might already know a bit about me, where I'm from, where I live, but I'm sure I can guarantee you will find something new today. (laughs) Now, I don't want to sound like a narcissist, but I know I get so many questions asking me things about myself, and I'm more than happy to share Um, a little bit about that, okay? So from the beginning, from the start, where am I from? I get this question a lot. Um, I think I have posted it on my Instagram a few times, but sometimes I get comments, people asking um, where I'm from. Am I from London? Am I from England? Am I from America? And as the title British English Tutor suggests, I am in fact British. (laughs) and I'm actually from London, that is where I was born, that is where I grew up. Um, I'm actually from South London, I don't know if anyone listening to this has been to London or is from London, but in London it's separated in what we call boroughs, so it's just like little sections to um, separate the city depending on where you live. So for example, we have the borough of Southwark, which is where I grew up until the age of 10, and the borough of Croydon, which is where I continued to live up until my adult life. There are other boroughs that you might have heard of, for example, Wimbledon or Chelsea. I'm not sure how many boroughs there are exactly. Maybe I should do a quick search. Ah, I found there are 32 boroughs in London. So that's quite a lot. Um, It's just kind of a way to separate the city, like I said, into different districts, essentially, okay? So I grew up in South London. What was it like to grow up in London? Well, 
I imagine there are some similarities if you've grown up in a city in general. Um, it's kind of a very busy life. London is quite famous for its public transport, for its buses and tubes. And um, growing up, I did have to take the bus to school every day, for example. In England, we don't really have school buses the same way that they have in America. You might have seen in some American movies, they have these big yellow buses that take the children to school and pick them up from the house. But this isn't the case in London. Um, you just get on a regular double-decker red bus to get to school. So you get the full London experience every day. <laughs> that was kind of a joke, you know. Public transport isn't always the most pleasant experience. There have been many incidents, you know, or arguments or fights even that take place on buses and tubes. And I'd love to go into more detail on that in the future if you want to know. Um, I'd have to recall a few instances from my memory, but it's maybe it's not pleasant. But I'm not saying it's all bad, you know. If you're visiting London as a tourist, I'm sure you would really enjoy it. And um, it's not every day that people start breaking out into a fight on a bus. So, I mean, actually, I, I take that back. There's, there's millions of people living in London. There probably is every day. Probably, probably. Anyways, so yes, I took the transportation, the public transportation to school every day. Did I eat fish and chips growing up? Sure, yeah, of, of course. Um, most people do love fish and chips. I'm sure not everyone, but uh, fish and chips are quite a cheap kind of meal to have because they perhaps only cost about two pounds on average for a bag of chips. Of course, that price is always changing due to inflation and other things, I'm sure. And I, I have people who go and uh, visit central London and they tell me, Rebecca, the fish and chips are so expensive. I spent like 15 pounds and I'm like, 15 pounds? Why did you spend 15 pounds on fish and chips? Because what we have in London is, or in England in general, or in the whole of the United Kingdom, actually, to rephrase that better, are what we say fish and chip shops. These are shops that specifically sell fish and chips. They also sell perhaps things like burgers and chicken uh, and pies. We love to eat our pies in England. But these fish and chip shops are quite small. Um, people normally get the fish and chips to go, so it's not common for people to sit down. It's not like a sit-down restaurant type of thing. So if, first of all, if you find yourself in a situation where the fish and chips that you are ordering come to you by a table service or by a waiter, then perhaps, honestly, you're not getting the authentic London experience. Now, that's not to say that the fish and chips aren't going to be excellent, the ones that you order. But I wouldn't say that they're probably authentic. And as you might have already told me, they are maybe overpriced. <laughs> so if you're willing to get what is perhaps the best fish and chips in London, as they might sell you, then go ahead. But um, in general, fish and chip shops, they're just uh, local shops. So you can find them in local neighborhoods and people go there on Fridays. Yes, specifically on Fridays. Many people don't know that. But in England, we say fish and chip Fridays. So growing up in school, actually, if you have school dinners, which are quite popular in England, like I did, I, I was one of the weird kids that actually enjoyed eating school dinners. Um, the other ones would always beg their parents, please, can I have patched lunches? Can you make me some sandwiches, mother? 
Yeah, no, I was always there saying my please and thank yous to the dinner ladies as they served me up my fish and chips on Fridays, followed by a nice helping of cake and custard because we also love custard in England. Anyways, I hope that gave you an interesting insight into my childhood life. Um, I could always probably come up with more stories in the future. But just to confirm, yes, we like fish and chips. Yes, I did ride double-decker buses to school and I could not tell you how many times I have got on one because it is probably definitely in the thousands. But yeah, there's a few stereotypes that we got out of the way from the beginning. I was living in London up until my adult life. So when I was 19, I decided to go to Japan. Um, Some of you might not know that, but I was really, really interested in Japan growing up. So it was always a dream of mine to visit there. And I didn't actually think that it would be possible. I mean, Japan's quite far, it's quite expensive. And perhaps I thought it would be possible in the far future, but not the near future. And then I found out about something called a working holiday visa, which I believe is for anyone aged between perhaps 18 to 30. I know they've increased the age maybe to like 32 and it depends what country you're from, but you get to go and stay in another country and work there for somewhere between one to two years on average. So that's what I did. Um, My visa was for one year and I went to Japan and I worked in a British resort. Sorry, excuse me while I just take a sip of my tea. Ah, much better. (laughs) Um, This British resort, it was of course British themed. Um, They had old English style houses. I say had, it still exists. So they have old English style houses and you can eat afternoon tea there, which is what I did. I served afternoon tea in the really cute little cafe, which kind of, it wasn't themed, but there was a lot of Peter Rabbit references around which if you don't know, Peter Rabbit is a story by Beatrix Potter. Um, It's a very famous English children's story. So to set the scene, if you see what that character looks like, you could perhaps imagine the style of this kind of cafe slash restaurant where we served afternoon tea. It was a really, really enjoyable experience. And again, I'd love to go more into detail about that in future and about my Japan experience in general. Um, I did lots of traveling in that time that I was there. Actually, I wasn't there for the whole year. Um, I ended up staying there for around 10 months. And in that time, I visited many different cities such as uh, Tokyo, of course, Osaka, Kyoto. I went to the islands of Okinawa. I visited Sendai, um, Nasu, Niko, Utsunomiya, Um, I'm probably pronouncing those slightly wrong, but as far as I know, those are the correct (laughs) British pronunciations for those city names. And yes, I just, in general, it was definitely perhaps the best experience of my life to date. I will always hold that experience very close to my heart. In fact, I, I really look forward to the day when I can go back and visit again. So yes, I was there for some time. Then I went back to England for a little bit. But I think I'd already made up in my mind that I didn't want to stay there for too long. And actually, I kind of maybe found a guy in Japan. (laughs) 
That sounds really strange when I say it like that. Um, if you're my student, you perhaps have heard this story a little bit already. Um, yes, I met a Canadian guy when I was living in Japan and uh, also made lots of friends from Canada and from the city that I'm currently living in. So I decided why not try living in Canada? And so one year ago, I moved here and I've been loving it ever since, you know. Uh, it's only been a year. I don't think it's been too long. I'm now engaged to that guy. Some of you might not know that. Um, again, it's a story for another day. Definitely a story for another day. But I've really, really um, enjoyed my experience in Canada so far. I think I settled in pretty quickly. It wasn't too difficult to adjust to the new lifestyle, for example, um, as there are some similarities with British culture. But of course, there are some things as well that are different. There are both similarities and differences between the two. So I would love to talk about that also a bit more. But yeah, in general, in general, I really do enjoy living here. I haven't traveled Canada as much as I traveled Japan in that one year. Um, in fact, I've traveled very very little and there are so many places in Canada that I want to see so far I've only kind of been to Toronto and Niagara Falls for example and a couple smaller national parks so I have a long list of places that I want to visit and um, hopefully I'll get around to those soon so that's it for kind of my living situation I guess where I lived where I grew up I guess I forgot to kind of talk about my family um, I have a brother and two sisters but I was the youngest, so they're older than me by perhaps around 10 years. And we kind of live all over the place, I guess my family does. Because my brother lives quite close to London. My sister actually lives in Wales. My nan lives in Scotland. My granddad lives in Ireland. My dad lives in America. And I also have family who are from Spain, for example. So... It's quite normal that I decided to move to Canada because my family already lives in lots of different places. And of course, as a teenager, I also had um, lots of little kind of part-time jobs growing up. I really enjoyed working from the get-go. Um, I tried my hand at a few kind of simple things that you would imagine, for example, working in a supermarket or a store. And I also worked at a popular attraction in central London for a little while, which was an absolutely great experience. But what I'm doing now, as you might already know, I am an online tutor. So, of course, that is how I got my name, British English Tutor, because I am tutoring people online in English. And I've been doing that for um, almost one year now also, and I've really, really enjoyed it. In that time, I've spoken to many people from all around the world, over 40 different countries, and it's such an amazing experience to be able to talk to people from all sides of the world on a daily basis and get people's different opinions on things. And it's such a great learning experience, I hope, for them as much as it is for me. Um, and I wish to continue doing that because it's absolutely great. But aside from teaching, I do, of course, have some other interests and hobbies. I must point out, of course, it's very normal I think to have several different interests and not only normal but healthy you know I encourage everyone to find a few different things that they like to do so talking about hobbies 
Um, I hope that I'm not boring you so far about my life, but other hobbies I have, of course, is taking photos because I love taking photos for my Instagram. Um, actually, they're not all taken by me, but the kind of the creativity behind them, if there is any, is by me. And I did study photography a little bit at school. So in general, I just really like taking photos, for example, when I'm traveling um, or even just where I live. It's, it's really fun for me. Like everyone else, I love music. I love listening to music. Some of my favorite artists are Coldplay, Rihanna, Ariana Grande at the moment. She's killing it, which is super fun. Um, <laughs> but I don't only just love pop artists. I do love other genres. Actually, I'm not too fussy when it comes to music. I grew up hearing lots of different genres of music and I really love creating playlists. It's something that I need to do more of this year because it's something I find really fun. In terms of exercise, uh, I've not been so good with that recently, I have to be honest. I like going for walks in my local area, but I definitely need to find an activity still that I really enjoy and stick to that. And um, I love cooking and baking, lots of different cakes and cookies and treats, uh, especially with Easter around the corner. It's a great time to make all these sweet treats. I love playing board games. Often I say that and students don't really know what that is. So I normally start by saying, have you heard of Monopoly? Because it's one of the most uh, simple or popular board games that have has been introduced into many people's houses and perhaps torn them down in other ways because people often have arguments over this board game. But even though I suggest Monopoly, it is not my choice of board game. I don't even own it actually. Um, but I do have a large collection of different games. Basically board games, another way to say it is tabletop games. So they're games that you play on a table and normally they have a type of board, dice, cards, tokens, um, little pieces that you play with and you normally need maybe two to five to six players and it's just really great fun and I love doing that um, even just in the evenings to wind down and relax or to meet up with my friends and play a few board games. It's really fun for me and I've only been doing that since I came to Canada because we have some board game cafes here which are quite popular too. What else can I tell you? Well, I have two pet rabbits. You might have seen them briefly on my stories on Instagram. Um, make sure you always check my stories if you want to know what's going on in my life because I do share a few little clips on there. But I have two pet rabbits and they have Japanese names. They are called Mochi and Momo. In Japanese, Mochi is a type of rice cake, a type of sweet, it's really delicious. And Momo means peach. And so they are both very sweet little white rabbits. Um, I love them very much. And I do kind of consider them a hobby because uh, it's a lot of effort to look after a pet and you make sure to feed them and, you know, really take care of them and make sure they're having fun at all times. <laughs> it's not an easy job. They are like little children. <laughs> and um, as I've mentioned a couple times now, Japan is something that's very interesting to me. So I am learning... Japanese at the moment, but I have to be honest. I'm not doing great so far I am a complete beginner and I'm really enjoying it But with everything that's been going on in my life It has been a little bit tricky 
to make sure that I find the time to study, but I'm not giving up because it's really fun. And I would also love to learn Spanish in the future. Um, I did learn it a little bit at school, but you know, when you learn a language at school as a kid, maybe you're not paying attention or it's kind of difficult, I think, to learn a language in that environment in general. So yes, I think in the summer, I will start practicing that a bit more. I love traveling, of course. I don't know if it's a hobby because at the moment I haven't got any travel plans. I've been to a few countries though. Um, aside from Japan, I've been to Italy, Spain, Greece, France, Thailand, Mexico on a short little cruise trip, America, the Grand Cayman Islands, Turkey, and I think that's everything. I might have missed a country, to be honest. It's probably more than that, but I I forget nowadays. <laughs> um, but there are many places that I really wish to visit in the future and even to go back to some places in the near future, such as Spain and Italy. I'd love to go back there soon. But yeah, so at the moment, I'm not really traveling too much, but I absolutely love traveling and I love hearing about other people's journeys and explorations. That's kind of the majority of my hobbies, I guess. Hobbies do take up a lot of time. I don't always have the time to do them all. It's kind of just on a rotation basis. <laughs> and uh, for example, I also tried painting last year and I really enjoyed it and I quite enjoy art in general. But again, that's something that can take up a lot, a lot of time. So. At the moment, I don't really find the time to fit that into my daily schedule as much. Aside from that, other interests I have, or well, another big interest I have, I suppose, is in the environment, kind of everything related to the environment. I don't keep up to date as much as I should, but I did study environmental science a little bit at a higher level. It's kind of a work in progress. Um, I still need to continue studying that, but I will get round to it <laughs> bit by bit, step by step. But yeah, that's, that's another thing I might talk about a little bit more in detail because it is something that I'm quite interested in. Sometimes people ask you, where do you see yourself in five or 10 years? And I don't really like this question because I don't think I can just predict my life as simply as that. And also there are so many different things that I want to do and try in my life and different ways that I want to grow, that I don't think that I can just predict it easily in a simple question like that, nor do I want to, because I know as a person, my opinions and my interests will also change as I grow, as I get older. And I think that's totally fine. At the moment, of course, um, I'm really focused on the projects I have at hand now. So normally I kind of just like to plan forward for as far forward as about six months and plan all the projects that I have in mind for that time frame. And at the moment, I'm constantly coming up with new ideas. So this podcast is kind of a really big one, of course. I'm so proud of Tea and Chat. So yeah, I'd love to talk a bit more about that. Talk about habits. I know nowadays people are always talking about habits, habits you should have to be successful and things like that. And I find that really interesting. But again, I, I'm not a professional on these topics, that's kind of it for the introduction. I have no idea how long this podcast episode is. 
Um, I hope I haven't completely bored you to death with this introduction about me. I do get a lot of questions regarding these topics. And so I hope I have given you a better insight into me and into my personality. But please stick around because there is a lot more to come other than me just talking about myself. As I did mention in my pilot episode, the second week of the month will be talking about culture and I'm calling it Culture Club. I might change that, I don't know, but I like that name. So next week it's going to be Culture Club and I'm going to talk about something related to culture. Now, if you would like to get more involved with the podcast and vote on the different topics you want me to discuss in the podcast, because like I did mention, I want this to be a really interactive podcast where you guys get to have a say on what you want to hear, then I would absolutely love if you would like to support me on my Patreon page. You can find my Patreon page at patreon.com slash British English or patreon.com forward slash British English. I would love to see you there. It's optional. Of course, you do not have to sign up. But if you really want to get involved that little bit more and to choose the topics for the podcast, then this is a really great way to do that. On my Patreon page, I also offer other benefits such as exclusive lives, exclusive posts, also access to things like language exchange groups. Just have a little look and wander around while you're there and see if it's something that would interest you. Otherwise, that's it from me today and I really look forward to seeing you next week. I hope you enjoy your weekend and I hope you enjoyed this episode of Tea and Chat.